welcome to the Drop the STEM podcast again. Now I'm glad to introduce you to ISAF finalists who have competed this year and got here through ISAF. And I've actually made a shout out um, for them in the episode 12 when I was interviewing Dana Wenker. She was a finalist last year. So do you want to introduce yourself? Where did you come from? Yeah, sure. My name is Pujan Pandya and I'm from Dix Hills, New York. I'm Leo Takamaru and I'm from Stony Brook. And welcome guys to Uses Sofia, Bulgaria, because we are in the home of lions. That's the national animal of Bulgaria. So I'm interested to hear more about your project. So essentially for our project, this protein called CCDC11 was shown last year in our lab to be required for the process of cytokinesis. And since the process of cytokinesis and HIV-1 viral budding are very similar, we hypothesized that CCDC11 might also be involved in the process of HIV-1 viral budding. And based on our results, we created a knockout cell line, so cells that don't produce CCDC11, and performed an ELISA assay and found that CCDC11 is in fact required for HIV-1 budding. So maybe in the future, if we can inhibit CCDC11, we can have an antiviral medication against HIV-1. That sounds fascinating. So you're working in a field of molecular biology, genetics, and also creating something that has an impact on the lives of many people. So if we're talking about that, um, I like to dig deeper and go beyond a little bit of project board. So where did the inspiration stem from to do this project? Um, so f actually from his school, uh, the year before us, they worked on the same protein in the same lab as us. So we wanted to continue their research and that's where we got the inspiration for studying this protein and its role in viral budding. Sounds cool. So we have the visual experience too, and I would like you guys to walk us through the, um, the poster and um, through the steps of what you've taken working on CCDC and how did you come to the conclusions of the project? So initially, um, like Leo mentioned, the students from my high school that also worked in the lab that we did found these results where they showed that CCDC11 is required for cytokinesis. And so since the same, some of the same proteins from cytokinesis, such as Escort 3 and CHIM2A, are required for HIV and viral budding, we thought that oh, maybe CCDC11 is also involved in this process. So the first step to addressing our hypothesis was to create knockout cell lines. So those are cell lines that don't produce CCDC11, so we can use them to compare with wild-type cell lines that are completely normal cells. So in order to do that, we use the CRISPR-Cas9 process, which as many of you know, in terms of like designer babies, that's not exactly what we did. All we used the CRISPR-Cas9, all we used CRISPR-Cas9 for was to generate random insertions and deletions within the CCDC11 gene so that the protein wouldn't be produced properly. And then when we tested to see if the protein was produced, we have a Western blot here that shows these two cell lines don't produce any CCDC11, as opposed to the control cell lines, which do produce CCDC11. And in addition to that, we did immunofluorescence staining to show that CCDC11 is produced in our control cell lines, but it is not produced in our knockout cell lines. So from there, we transfected a protein called GAG, which resembles the GAG resembles HIV-1 infection. So we transfected or put that GAG protein into both our wild-type cells and in our knockout cells. 
and we found that in our wild type cells there was a much higher level of gag release than there you can see this is the wild type cell bar it was a much higher level of gag release than in our knockout cells so that really shows that when ccdc11 is not there the viral release is unsuccessful then the following summer we worked to see what exactly ccdc11 is interacting with within the cell so once we get a better idea of what CCDC11 is interacting with, then we can develop some kind of antiviral medication to inhibit CCDC11. So this is what this staining is for, to see where CCDC, what protein CCDC11 co-localizes with. And the two proteins that we found that co-localize with CCDC11 are TSG101 and CHIM2A. This staining here is a SIM image, which is just a higher resolution image, which also shows the co-localization of CCDC11 and CHIM2A. You can see that they very closely co-localize. And in addition to that, we did co-immunoprecipitation to see what CCDC11 is physically interacting with. And based on the, the co-immunoprecipitation, CCDC11 interacts with CHIM2A. We can see it again. So all these results really confirm the interaction with CHIMP2A and with TSG101, which are two proteins that are known to be involved in this process, and now we know that they are interacting with CCDC11. And based on that, we have created a model to show that, first of all, when CCDC11 is knocked down, the HIV viral budding is significantly less successful. And this is our kind of next hypothesis about what CCDC11 is interacting with and what role it's playing in the viral budding process. Yeah. It's really interesting to see that you came all the way here from uh, characterizing uh, CCDC and all the way just to uh, visualize also how right. it binds to proteins because you are targeting the molecular level right. of uh, treating that disease and just looking through the well, the basics of the mechanism <laughs> yeah. and finding new ways to, to target HIV. So you mentioned CRISPR and um, those DIY babies, we can say. Right. It has a lot of controversion uh, yeah. in yeah. the field of science and I'm also in a project involving synthetic biology. Yeah. Um, that's hugely growing now. So what are your guys' opinion on the future of synthetic biology? Um, what's your viewpoint on that? Yeah, sure. So in my opinion, CRISPR-Cas9 is definitely a very useful technology in terms of what research we did CRISPR-Cas9 was immensely useful to us and in the future it will definitely be very very useful in terms of treating diseases but I think that with any new technology you have to be careful right people can take this too far be too powerful with it when you talk about designer babies for traits that aren't necessary for survival then, you know, I don't really like the idea of using CRISPR-Cas9 for that. But if it can be used to treat diseases and help people lead better lives, then I think it's a technology that should definitely be explored and used. Absolutely. And how was working on the CRISPR technology in the experimental settings? Was it your first time using it? or? Uh, yeah, so actually, do you want to, because Pujan is more like, Okay. Works really more. I don't even. Yeah. Okay. Teamwork. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a really cool experience to use CRISPR-Cas9 because this is like the forefront of molecular biology today. It's one of the most advanced technologies, and as high school students, to be able to use this technology was really an amazing experience and a one of a kind experience. So, 
we're really thankful that we've had this opportunity to work in this lab and work with all these technologies, CRISPR-Cas9 and the other technologies like staining, stem imaging. It was all really a great experience. Yes, this sounds cool that you actually got to work with such a, a novel way of targeting scientific problems. And um, also back to that, it's just really important to differentiate between the cause of science you're doing because you're working for the advancement of human health. But of course, synthetic biology is not a weapon, but a powerful tool if used for beneficial purposes. Exactly. So um, I like to touch on the future aspects part as well. Um, how do you envision the project develops, so what are the future steps? I know we've touched on this part a little bit, but could you guys expand on that? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, so CCDC 11 is really interesting because it's not uh, needed in an adult body. CCDC 11, it doesn't show high levels of expression in the human body, so mm -hmm. it makes it an interesting target for uh, a way to target HIV-1 and infection. So, in the future, we hope that we can use a chemical library to study chemicals that could possibly inhibit the interaction between CCDC11 and uh, Escort3 to reduce the effects of HIV-1 spreading. And could you just uh, give a little info of what Escort3 means? Yeah, so Escort3 is a complex that at first, I mean, so Escort3 is important for the abscission in the process of cytokinesis and it's also important in viral budding because it makes it also makes the abscission so viral buddings can uh, come out of the come from the membrane and we from our project we uh, found that CCDC11 might recruit this escort 3 complex which is required for both of these processes sounds awesome and now for wrapping up I like to touch on a little bit of no personal part to get to know the person beyond the project board. Um, so I would like to ask you guys, who is a scientist or anyone, an influential person you look up to and who inspires you to work in the scientific field? Yeah, for sure. So for me, I grew up in a family of doctors. My grandfather was a medical doctor. My mom and dad were both dentists. So I've always kind of been in science in my life and I've always been passionate about science. I've always been interested in it. And once I got to high school, I really had this opportunity through the research program in our school and Dr. Lake, who was really inspiring to me as well. And through that, through the research program, I was able to get involved in this research and really dive much deeper into science. And I love it in my future. I would like to be a medical doctor. That's my goal right now. But even as a medical doctor, I would love to continue to be involved in research and teaching as a professor. So yeah, it's been a really great experience in high school. Yeah. Not only learning the material, but also presenting it and right. you know impacting the future generation. Yeah. Because like teachers have such an essential role. We wouldn't be here without the help of our teachers in our school. So that sounds awesome. And yeah, so for me, my biggest inspiration was probably my parents, who are both pharma. They both study pharmacology, and so growing up with uh, in that situation, like I've always had a strong background in science and so in high school I applied for my research program as well as Pujan and uh, there I really found my passion for science and studying for uh, what I'm most interested which is microbiology. 
Oh, I, I'm in working in microbiology as well, so really? it's great to hear to share the same passion. You know, that's what science yeah. fair is about. You Definitely. get to talk to people and you say, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that too. <laughs> so it's just great to have this collaboration and also to hear about that there are people standing behind your back and to continue, you continue to push you forward um, in the scientific realm. So just because we are in Sofia, Bulgaria, have you been enjoying the country so far, the city? How is yeah. it like? No, this is such a great experience to be in Sofia right now, especially because while we're at UCs, all these people that we're meeting from all around the world, all around Europe, and you see that even though we're from the United States, they're from these European nations, we're also like-minded in that we love science and that we're here to present it. And already, even though we've only really had one night of this conference so far, we've made friends that we've been talking to and having dinner with, having conversations about science and our lives in our different countries. So that's really been probably my favorite part of Intel ISEF and of UC, is just meeting so many like-minded people and making so many great friends. Yes, I 100% agree. It's such a great opportunity and initiative to be part of. And what's your opinion on Sophia? Yeah, for me, um, the my like what I appreciate the most about this fair is meeting people from different countries and learning about their different backgrounds and they how they all uh, got interested in their topics. Yes, thank you guys for sharing thank the you. project and. Uh, getting to know you um, and this will be featured in the episodes coming up so make sure to tune in to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and now YouTube as well. Bye there. Yeah, yeah thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And ISEF gang, you should be watching this. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, again, I'm tuning in from home, but I've got some news for you. Pujan and Leo not only got Best of Category at ISAF in Microbiology this year, but they also won first award of 7,000 euros at the European Contest for Young Scientists this year. So huge congrats to them! And if you like the channel and enjoy the visuals, make sure to subscribe, like and share, you know, all the fun stuff. I'm coming with new interviews and there are much more new things coming up as well, so stay tuned.